It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. The RV is headed to Utah to speak with Shaiti Kurilia. She's many things. A wildland firefighter, a martial arts instructor, a Qigong and meditation instructor, and has a master's in metaphysical science. She's also the author of the book, The Wolves, and also Wing and Nian. So, my dear Shaite, welcome to the Relatable Voice. Hello, Lucia. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> RV right now, coming down the road. <laughs> yes, we are in the mountains now. Yeah, we're in the Rocky Mountains. Oh. Yeah, it's beautiful. There's still some snow up there. <laughs> wow, that's beautiful. So, Shaite, tell me a little bit about you. I am primarily, I love you read so the beautiful biography. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, primarily, I am a writer. All of those other jobs you listed were things that I've done living as a nomad, um, writing from coffee shop to coffee shop and jobs kind of turned into hobbies and uh, to, you know, try and see the world and be adventurous, but also pay the bills. So <laughs> I've done a lot of different things. And, um, but at the end of the day, all of it is kind of tied into my writing and into uh, spirituality. That's why I got into the martial arts and into meditation. And uh, my degree is in spiritual counseling. I'm actually working on my master's um, in uh, met the metaphysical sciences and writing my thesis on reincarnation right now. So, <laughs> but I've written three books in the time it's written, taken me to try and finish my thesis so clearly. <laughs> um, but anyway, so yeah, primarily writing and everything else in my life has always stemmed from that. I've always worked jobs that were kind of transient and, um, even my work, at, I also work at Deer Valley Ski Resort, which is a seasonal thing so that I can have four months off a year just to write, just to get up every morning and head to the coffee shop and just write. Um, so, you know, it's a, been a minimalist lifestyle before minimalism was a thing. It was mm -hmm. a very intentional yeah. thing of, well, I can Most work handy. a job, <laughs> yep, nine to five <laughs> and make a living and have the 401k and have the house and have all the stuff. Or I can work jobs that are fun, 
um, and exciting, but also allow me the time to be able to write. So mm -hmm. yeah, writing is still kind of the core of all of the other things that, that I do. I wrote my first novel, the novel that you have, Wing and Neon. I wrote the first version of that as a 16 year old in 1987. <laughs> it was 250 pages and I wrote it in like just a, like a couple weeks just handwritten on paper um didn't even have a typewriter back then and the story that 260 pages is still in that book it's been it's grown over the many years but those 260 pages are still still in there Wow, this is so impressive. You were a teenager and you wrote 286. <laughs> Your book genre is visionary fiction. Yes, yeah. Now that took a long time to come to actually, Lucia, because I wasn't sure. Um, I actually started my first novel when I was 14. It's a different novel. And, um, and then wrote Wing and Knee and came when I was 16. Um, but it took many, many years. And actually I hadn't nailed down because whenever I, in the beginning, when I was talking to agents or editors or publishers, nobody knew what to do with it. They're like, we're not sure what this genre is. It's not religious, it's not science fiction, it's very spiritual, but what is that? You know, they no one was sure what to do with it. So it kind of just fell through the cracks everywhere. And it wasn't until last October signing with uh, Vizia Fiction, uh, Vizia Publishing, Visionary Fiction, that um, finally found the right fit. So, and I am 50 years old. <laughs> so it has taken a very long time. If I, you know, if I, now I'm to that place where I'm like the one that says, don't give up to people. but yeah, it's been a long haul to to get here, but good that you didn't give up. And what inspired you to write in the visionary fiction genre? Um, it's so funny. It's actually it's even right there in the in the word visionary. Um, all of my novels that I've written or I'm working on, um, over twenty right now that I'm working on um have all come from visions or what i would consider to be memories of other lives and other worlds so i've never formed a character or written an outline or anything i just i kind of get a like a download of of images and then i just start to write about it and as i write about it it almost starts to unfold in my mind almost like a like a movie starts to play in my mind and i just keep writing until the film runs out and that happens a lot and I'll come to an end and I'll be like okay well that novel's over here now for a while <laughs> and then something else will start to speak but it's all come in kind of a visionary fashion actually you know my even the first novel I started to write when I was 14 came from two consecutive dreams I had a dream in May and the very next year on the same night, I had the continuation of that same dream. And then that, when I woke up from that dream is when I first started to really write. And I just wrote nonstop in my room, handwritten front and back of the pages. I'd hide the pages away in my room so no one can find them or read them. And, uh, you know, and I've just written that way my whole life. And it's only with some perspective now 
and I see everything that I've remembered and every novel that I've written is about a world being reborn. So it's basically about a way of life and a world is, is, is ending and a new world is being born. And that always comes with great trouble and great strife. <laughs> and, but I've realized now with perspective that the reason I remembered those lives is because earth is going through that right now. We're going through the end of an era, the end of an age, and we're birthing something new. And so I realized that's why those were the particular lives and stories that I was shown that I needed to write because it's a reflection of exactly what Earth's going through right now. Yes, and things are changing so fast. We definitely are having some changes, important changes. And you were talking about your dreams, and I know most people dream every night, but many do not remember their dreams when they wake up. And I always remember about my dreams in the first five minutes, I believe that I have like five minutes, and after I have my coffee, I don't remember anything. <laughs> coffee is the great dream eraser. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I forget most of mine too, but the ones I remember, I know I'm supposed to remember, so I hurry and start, yeah, start writing it down. Now I will try to take notes every day. And Shaite, your book, The Wolves, was in the works for 30 years. Can you quickly tell us what this story is about? Oh, no worries. Um, the uh, Wing and Nian, so The Wolves was a screenplay that I wrote. And, um, and it did really well. And we shot a short film off of it. And that was cool. And then I turned it into a short book. And, um, and that's out. I just, I just put that out when, I, when we uh, did the film. Um, Wing and Neon, it will be the first book um, of a four book series. So the first two books of the series are done. I'm working on the next two. And um, It will, it's going to kind of work like Star Wars does. Wing and Neon is actually going to be like in the middle. <laughs> so the first movie or the first book is actually kind of in the middle of the story. And then two books are going to be before that. And then there's one book that comes after. So yeah, so the, the Wing and Neon and the book that comes after it are already finished. And the next book will, I think the publisher said they'll be releasing that in the fall of this year. And then I'm currently writing the other two books which actually on the timeline will be before Wing and Nian. So every, all the people that people will meet in Wing and Nian will go back and get a little backstory on them with the other, with the other two books, so. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just gonna circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. While you're doing so much and you started writing Wing and Knee when you were 16 years old. And uh, I read that in your life, the mystical was always unavoidable. Can you share with us some experiences that would make you say that? Oh, I love that you found that. I love the mystical. I've never been, I listened to a lot of podcasts and a lot of people, you know, say I was such a, such a skeptic and such a non-believer. And, and I'm like, I, I never have been. Ever since I was a little kid, I had invisible friends. They were totally real to me. Nobody else could see them. I thought that was weird. Um, you know, I would I would go out into the forest and be able to talk with you know with fairies and my invisible friends and with beings. You know what I mean? And it was never weird for me. And um, the uh, the panther, the shite that's in the in the cartoon that you guys did was just so great. Um, that showed up when I was nine, this huge cat head showed up in my window with glowing green eyes, this huge black panther head with glowing green eyes. And I was like, holy crap, what is that? And so I get, like called him like, mom, mom, my mom came in. She looked right at the window, right at the cat head and could not see it. I'm like, how do you not see that? It's right there. <laughs> and she could not see it. And so I started to figure out that I'm like, people are not seeing what I'm seeing in the world. How was this, how is there this disjunct, you know? But then that panther, that I was nine years old, and then that panther showed up in Wing and Nian. Mm -hmm. And and I've always felt it kind of with me. You know, I can just, I can kind of feel where he's at all the time, my whole life. You know what I mean? I can kind of sense where he's at. And, and I eventually got to the point where I kind of stopped seeing things and then just could feel and hear um anyway so it, it was funny that that panther showed up as a nine-year-old and then again in wing and neon as wings like like spirit guide kind of you know like like spirit protector so that that panther kind of keeps showing up in my life so um just you know the mystical that those ancient you know i kind of see that's where the metaphysical science comes in i see our science now is actually starting to circle back around towards the mystical. They're starting to discover the ether, you know, that everything is consciousness. Mm -hmm. Our science now is proving what the mystics of ages ago knew and communed with on a daily basis, you know, and they're starting to find you know, proof of, you know, of, of intuition and that literally everything is connected, not connected metaphorically, but literally connected through consciousness and through the ether. And, and it's so fun because we've, we've, we've pushed that down for so long. And I think that we've suffered for it. You know what I mean? Being so clinical, so left-brained and thinking that we are so advanced and we're leaving out 99% of life or dark matter or whatever you want to call it. And we have, we have all suffered for it. People aren't taught to trust their intuition. They aren't taught to trust anything that they can't sense with their five senses. 
And I'm like, our whole body is, is a sense, you know, we can, we can feel and think, see things so beyond what our five senses can. And we're just shutting ourselves off from that world, from that beautiful, magical, rich, colorful world. And I love that slowly now we're, we seem to be cycling back around towards that more holistic um, way of way of being and interpreting and interacting with the world. Yes, and we are all energy, yeah? So yes. A lot of mm -hmm. Yes, 100%. We are, we may be 80% water and 10% this and that, but we are all 100% energy. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's beautiful. And Shaite, you were talking about metaphysical science. And could you explain to us what metaphysical science what is metaphysical science and why did you study it? I think you already told me. I think you already told me. We understand why. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah, so I started out doing the spiritual counseling and got my bachelor's in that. And then I was like, you know, I don't want to counsel. I don't because I think that people, they have everything they need to know right inside of them right inside of them. We keep putting everything outside of ourselves. We live with our bodies and our minds and we know ourselves and our bodies less than we know anything else in the world. And so I'm like, you know what, our greatest teacher is in here. So I'm like, I don't want a spiritual counsel <laughs> because you know, unless it's to, through teaching Qigong and teaching meditation and helping people calm down and get in touch with their own internal guidance. You know what I mean? So that's why I went over to the metaphysical science, which went more into the transcendental meditation. And that's why I chose reincarnation um, to write that for my thesis. And um, just trying more that if I am going to be teaching people, it'll be more how to connect with their own, their own soul, their own inner light, you know, and um, so, and then reincarnation is just, it's a huge passion because for a long time, I couldn't say that what I wrote were memories of other worlds and other lives. I had to put that down. I couldn't say it. I couldn't talk about it with anybody. And so now I'm like, now I'm writing my thesis on reincarnation. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? So that feels really good. And to be more of a teacher of that, of we're just, we're just fractals. We are very big energetic beings and we exist across dimensions, across worlds, and that life is the norm in the universe, not, not the rarity, you know, life there is nothing but life in the universe. And they're like, oh, we found bacteria on Mars. I'm like, oh, give me a break. Are we still going with that? You know, I'm like, life is abundant in the universe everywhere. But your problem is, is you're only using five senses to look for it. When you expand your mind, when you expand the senses that you are using, your tools, you will see that there is life all around us. And so that's what I'm going into with the metaphysical science and and uh, yeah, and with my thesis and with my writing, you know, by writing, I was writing about other worlds as a kid, and now I'm finally able to get that, get that out there. And your book, Wink and Neon, the Black Panther, yeah, uh, in the story, shares your name. <laughs> you did do your research. 
I know everything about you. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, so that's funny. So my my when I was married back as a kid, um, my first husband, I let him, we, we got married and 10 days later, we moved to Hollywood, California to make movies. So we're living in the Hollywood Tower that built by John Wayne. And, um, and I let him read the first version of Wing and Neon, that little, you know, like it was probably about 300, 350 pages at that point. And I let him read it. And it was the first time we were getting on email. We're like, what's email? <laughs> and they're like, okay, you got to get on email. And we had a computer for the first time and we were playing around. This is like 90, 91 or maybe 91, 92. So we were playing around on a computer. And my, my husband at the time was like, you need an email name. And I was like, my name, you know, I was Rhonda at the time. And he's like, well, how about Shaite from the book? Because he had just read it. And I was like, well, I like it because I wrote it. <laughs> so my first email was Shaite, you know, at whatever it was back then.com. And then years later, five or six years later, we were going to change our last name legally. And by then, most people had known me as Shaite. And so when we were signing the legal papers to change our last name, he's like, what's the first name going to be? And I was like, eh, and I just closed my eyes and signed Shaite. So we eventually had to change the spelling of it in the book because my name was the original spelling of it in the book. And so then I changed this, just the spelling of it. It still sounds the same, but I changed the spelling of it in the book just so it wasn't exactly the same, but yeah. Very good question. Of course, I know everybody. I told you. And is this book the first of the leader of the Legion saga? Saga, yep. So when uh, I wrote my book series, my writing process changed for each book of the series. And what is your writing process like? Um, I really just have to... I know a lot of authors would be like, that would just be way too hard to do it that way. But I found the only way that works for me is I just work off of those downloads. I just get like a, a, a visual, you know, an image and I just start to write off of it. And then after that, um, so it's very fragmented. If you looked in my writing folder, I'll have like a paragraph here and a paragraph over here. And then as I'm working on that, ideas will come and then I'll write down just a paragraph and then after a while eventually I go home and have to I go home I have to go back and try and connect all of those together and fill in all the blanks <laughs> so but it's also a really maybe a really difficult process appearing to be very difficult process but it's actually so much fun and so magical and intuitive because there was another book. So there's, I have four books finished right now. And one, another one of the many that I'm working on, I found out is part of the same world. I had no idea when I started to write it. I'm about 200 pages in. I had no idea, but just like a few weeks ago, I'm working on, I'm like, holy crap, this is the same world as this other book. And this other one is finished. I'm going to send it to the publisher, hopefully in the next like two or three months. Um, is already finished and I was like oh man they're part of the same world this is like the ancient story of this more modern story of the same world because I have a bunch of different worlds that I write in and uh so yeah it's just it's just a very intuitive process I can't I've tried the outline I've tried to you know do it the way that you know they say you should do it and 
it just, it doesn't work for me. So I just stick with the more intuitive process and just let it come and kind of, kind of fill in the blanks <laughs> as I have to. And then, you know, basically still just an inspirational process and let the, let the characters tell me, you know, they help out a lot. If I start writing off of them, they'll say, no, <laughs> it's like this, you know what I mean? And they'll bring me back. Um, so yeah, really all in all, it's just a very intuitive process. And then I get to have those magical moments of like, oh, that's what that meant. Cause I've written a lot of stuff that makes no sense at all. And then years later I'll see, oh, that's why I wrote that. That's why that makes sense, you know, so. Right, you're so creative. Have you ever thought about making a movie afterwards when you have the complete series done? We would love to. I have adapted um, two of my novels so far to screenplay, and I'm working on a couple others. Um, the only problem with that is my writing is such big budget. So that's why I wrote The Wolves, actually, is because we just wanted to film something but all of my writing is is too big. It would be they would it would require like an avatar type budget, <laughs> huge to film my novels. You know what I mean? Um, so that's why I wrote the wolves. Is I had to write something small, something simple, something that takes place on Earth. Um, you know, and then I wrote it as an old Western. It's a reincarnation story, but I wrote it mostly in the old West so that we could shoot it here in Utah, and. Um, yeah, so we would love to. That Lucia, that's actually kind of the the dream is to see them all, you know what I mean, up on the on the big screen. But we, yeah, we need a, a big budget for that. And so I'd be kind of stuck between wanting to make it myself and be involved, or trying to sell it to a studio that you know has the type of money it would take to make to make these these books. Yeah, get them on the big screen. So that's. That's the goal. <laughs> Still working towards that. <laughs> yeah, and I can imagine that huge and gorgeous Black Panther on the big screen. Oh yeah, so exciting. I would I'm gonna it's gonna be a crazy day when I get to sit down and see one of my novels on the big screen. It's gonna be Please let me know I'll be there. Pretty really cool. I hope, I hope I'm still alive. It, it took this long to get the books there. So it might be like Stan Lee. You know, I might be like 80 years old trying to, trying to hobble into see one of the movies. But, uh, it's never too late. It's never too late. <laughs> so, Shaiti, tell me, what's the next after this book series? Are you planning to keep writing? <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Um, so we've got um, two more releases, I think. I need to check on the publisher's website, but two more releases. One, Son of the Metna, which is another world um, this summer, I believe. And then the next book in the Leader of Legends saga come fall. And then maybe um, a novel called Trissel and Journeyer, uh, which is also finished. And then we will have to hope that I have been writing enough <laughs> to have the, the next two books of the Leader of Legends saga ready to go uh, by uh, 2022 or 2023. So yeah, so just plugging along. It's a good thing I had a bunch of stuff yeah. already done so that I have yeah. a little time to 
I'm like you. I work love, on the next books. Uh, I love making plans, plans all the time. And yeah, so no, we do. Tell our listeners, how can they find you? I'm sure they will be looking forward to see the Panther <laughs> and all about you. That would be great. Yes, get the book. It's a, it's a, it's a chunker. It was so fun. The publisher got on and he's like, holy cow, this thing weighs three pounds. <laughs> it's going to cost us way too much to ship it. Um, so yeah, so they can go to, um, the hardest part will be spelling it, but shaitekarillion.com. And that actually, the shaitekarillion.com will actually take them to the publishers, to my site on the publisher's website. And they can order through there. They can order the paperback or um, I think it's up on Kindle now as well. It's also on Amazon. Um, and I think that you can maybe get a digital copy as well for me. Uh, I'm not going to say a price because I could be wrong. Um, on the publisher's website on shytakerillion.com. And then I'm on Facebook, shytakerillion author and Instagram Shaitay Karelian author where I am following you. So Shaiti, thank you very much for your time and please uh, let me know when I can come back to the mountain. Thank you so much, Lucia. Thank you for coming all the way to Utah. Yeah, of course. I'm so happy to visit the mountain. <laughs> thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.